Hello everybody and welcome to Growth Caffeine by Pixis One. On this podcast, we simplify the role of artificial intelligence in marketing and interview guests that share tangible takeaways of how to implement AI successfully. To do this, we speak to some of the foremost marketing experts on the planet. On today's episode, we were thrilled to be joined by Don Allen, who is a VP of Performance Marketing at My Health Teams. My Health Teams are a software company that builds social networks for people who are living with chronic conditions. Her role is to bring new users into their social networks. In our conversation, Dawn shares a real-life use case of artificial intelligence in marketing. We discuss exactly how AI helps My Health Teams run hundreds of campaigns in parallel while optimizing their target audiences at the same time. We also dive deep into how they've automated the process of creating graphics for their ads through AI. So if you're at all curious about how AI can be used in digital marketing, this conversation is for you. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Don Allen. Hey, Don, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. It's so awesome to have you. And today we're going to be talking about AI's role in digital marketing. But before we do that, I think it would provide context to the listeners. Could you talk a little bit about your role at My Health Teams and some of the objectives that you're looking to achieve? Sure, sure. So I've been with My Health Teams for about the past seven years. So digital health space, um, a unique industry that we've been in, um, trying to get in front of diagnosed patients. So people living with various chronic conditions. So it's been, you know, a challenge to kind of grow our membership base reaching those clients where they live and work. So we've used a lot of Facebook ads. So I manage all of the growth marketing for this. So Facebook ads, Google ads, you name it, we've probably tried it. So the challenge for us is kind of scaling this growth and where we can move in the future. We're at 2.6 million members across our 41 social networks now, and we're always looking to grow and improve that number. Wow. Um, so I think that's that's really relevant um, to our conversation. Like I said, we're going to be talking about AI's use there. So, like you said, one of your one of your primary objectives is to drive new members to either your social platforms like Facebook, Instagram, or even your social networks at My Health Teams. So, how are you using digital marketing to do this, and and what strategies have been effective? And then kind of a follow-up question is, where are you using AI to help scale that? Sure, sure. So we've used a variety of methods to try to reach diagnosed patients. So we've done, you know, a lot of Facebook ads. We've had a great success in strategies built around interest-based targeting and then look-alike targeting. That has really been our bread and butter and where we've been able to get in front of new members. Um, We've also done Google ads you know, so keyword-based searches, so, you know, getting them where they're searching. You know, our big challenge is, you know, there are, you know, very few interest-based when it comes to health conditions. There's a lot of privacy issues. You know, there's a lot of um, elimination of certain targets that have happened over the years. So AI has been really helpful in kind of identifying thousands of interests that we may not have thought about to try to reach these patients. Things like moisturizers for psoriasis, 
just at a scale that we can't handle ourselves as an in-house marketing team. So AI has been really beneficial in kind of identifying these new micro segments, if you will, and quickly getting out creatives in front of those people, learning quickly with the data that it gets, and then moving on and scaling that. Wow. So what you're essentially saying is AI is allowing you to do whatever you are doing, but at mass scale, because there's so many variables at play, right? Especially you're talking about audience targeting. And I think that's that's such a complex area for marketing teams. So could you could you walk us through a little bit of the process of how AI does this for your teams and then how you're testing and iterating you, with the help of that technology to constantly optimize and drive conversions? Yes. Well, so we usually, when we test something new, we build an audience and it's a pr- pretty large audience or as large as we can get it. So when we put that out there with a variety of creatives, we kind of wait the time and optimize on our current KPIs, and then we make those adjustments and then try to, you know, improve going forward. What AI has allowed us to do is kind of create these micro segments and really kind of break that audience down and quickly be able to test which elements of the audience are working the best for us, and then monetize a little bit further on that and scale and iterate. And it's just allowing us to spend much more efficiently on, you know, our customer acquisition cost. So kind of bringing that cost down, getting the most members in that hyper segment and not wasting this money on other segments of the audience that are just not being effective for us. So that makes a lot of sense. And it it can, it's very obvious how that is very helpful to your campaigns. If it's possible, do you have a, you know, sort of a small case study that you could walk us through where, for example, you, you were mentioning moisturizers in the past. That's that's a, such an interesting combination toward how it would actually be effective for my health teams. Do you have any case studies of where you were like, well, how, how is that relevant? But But certainly, you know, it's driving conversions for you. Yes. For multiple sclerosis, for instance, um, with with AI, they've identified, you know, just all of these. I think it was about a thousand different interspace targets, things that we've never really thought to test. So one that came up was um, health insurance and then government health care. We would never target those terms because we just felt that it's a little too broad. It's, it's not going to get us to the right audience. You know, it would be really inefficient spend. But just, you know, applying, you know, the best creative that was generated via AI as well and applying that to that micro segment audience improved our conversion rate by about 15 percent. And I think our customer acquisition costs came down for 15 percent on that as well. Wow. That You talked about graphic optimization and iteration, and I, I want to get into that. Um, but before I do, I just wanted to say it seems like AI is having a very quantitative look at the numbers and making decisions based off that where, you know, we, we would have maybe more subjective decisions behind, you know, how to target based on whatever we think in the past. So AI is helping you quantitatively make decisions. Um, but you mentioned graphic optimization and, and this is really interesting for me as a marketer. What is graphic optimization to start with? How, how is AI creating graphics for you? And um, what does that process look like for you at my health teams? Well, at my health teams, you know, again, we're, we're in that unique space where we really have to be careful about what we can say within our graphics. 
we can't personally identify people as having a chronic condition. But I was blown away by the tool when, you know, they showed me at scale how these graphics can be generated with all of these learnings on logo placement, what type of image, what, you know, what the person looks like, if there is a person used in the image, what the actual copy is, the placement of that copy on the image. And it just kind of puts forth this best, you know, puzzle piece building this, you know, this graphic that goes in front of the audience. That's it's almost, you know, there's proven elements on it. You know, it's where the person's eye goes. It's what they're looking at. It's generating that call to action that you want them to take on that. And it resonates with them. So it's allowed us to kind of build all of these, this graphics library, if you will, based on, you know, the data points that have gone into the creatives in the past and have just put them together in a way that's like kind of putting our best foot forward, if you will. Has there been um, anything surprising that you've learned about graphics through AI? Like, for example, placement of the logo. Are, are there any qualitative factors that you've taken away from this for whenever you design graphics in the future? Well, I think it's really interesting that the AI kind of has, you know, put forth graphics that over the seven years I've been here, we've kind of found that, okay, the, these are really our, our core group that are working well. And it was so interesting to me that they came back with very similar styles. So, I mean, that's years of learning that I've had in, you know, just doing all of this that they've came back with. And, you know, these symptom based, you know, very underlying pain points that come out in these graphics is really over the years what we have found to work. But AI had found that much more quickly. <laughs> wow. And uh, so that, that just brings the idea of scale back into it. And um, from a data perspective, you know, a lot of the role of a digital marketer, um, you know, someone like yourself is, is analyzing data and optimizing accordingly for the digital marketers who are listening to this podcast. When it comes to, say, for example, something like Facebook ad, ad campaigns where you're trying to drive conversions, let's say, to your social networks, what metrics are you looking at and, and you most focusing on to iterate based on? Yeah, I mean, there are several, but our, our, our core data point that we look at is our customer acquisition cost. And as you can imagine, from a scale standpoint, we have 41 separate social networks. So the customer acquisition cost does vary per social network, but that is the number one metric that we look at. But we also look at, you know, our conversion rate, our time on site, you know, when they do come over, um, are the volume of members that we're getting, um, the frequency of ad delivery, all of those metrics then help us to optimize going forward. But what AI does, it, it takes a look at those data points and it's almost, it reminds me of a macro back in Excel, like back in the day, where you know, as a marketer, these are the steps I'm going to take to optimize. And what AI does is kind of automates that process. It looks mm -hmm. at those data points, you know, in a, in a combined effort and then makes the optimizations that we would make manually in the past. Yeah. And th th that's, that's very, very true. And it, it's, 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 it's interesting because you're talking about 41 different social networks. Now, are you running 41 different ad campaigns or I'm, I'm assuming even more at scale than that? It must be really 
complex to analyze what's working when you're running so many campaigns at once. Oh, yes. I mean, if you could imagine, we have we have thousands of ad sets within those campaigns. So, you know, whether it's, you know, lookalike audiences, interest base, behavioral targeting, you know, so there's all of these moving pieces and what works for some doesn't work for others. So it's not, you know, a one size fits all. So there are so many moving pieces. It's almost like running 41 separate companies, if you will. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, thousands of campaigns running at once. So AI has really allowed us to kind of get our bandwidth back and Mm -hmm. be able to focus on more, you know, creative ideas and other elements that we want to do on the back end than be entrenched in kind of daily optimizations and managing all of these campaigns, comparing KPIs against different ad sets and, and segments. So it's really a complex system, but the AI yeah. has definitely allowed us the, that bandwidth back. So I, I have two questions here because I, I want to learn a little bit about what you're, what you are more capable now of doing because of that bandwidth that you're given. But before we get there, uh, what does the process look like of managing all of these ad sets and campaigns? For example, how are are you setting up meetings to go over this? How frequently are you looking at the data? Um, How does that look like for your team? Well, I do. I do have a team, one that focuses more on our traffic driving campaigns and one that focuses on our conversion campaign. So getting those members and we look at things daily. We meet weekly kind of discuss a plan for, you know, things that we'd like to test, things that we'd like to implement and try, and then, you know, go back a week later, okay, what happened when we did that? You know, what AI has allowed is, you know, we we have this laundry list of, of tests that we want to do. We're now implementing them at a much faster rate. And it's not just about, you know, the Facebook ads. It's where else can we be and where else can we expand which when you're so focused on, you know, what is driving the most for you, you can imagine you kind of let the other things go to the wayside a little bit. So this has allowed us to kind of explore into other avenues as well, where we didn't have the time before. You know, we do have a, you know, an agency that was managing some of our Facebook campaigns and meeting with them weekly and kind of building strategies together. Um, That still happens. Um, but this is just another layer to that as well. So we do meet weekly and check in. And I mean, so far, all of the results have been fantastic. Everything's moving in the right direction. You know, we're definitely getting a return on our investment with this. You know, we're achieving much more efficiency than than what it's costing us to manage, which is great. Wow. So it's, it's allowing you to take back and take a more strategic look um, as opposed to, uh, you know, trying to solve every little problem. Where do you think the the future of AI in digital marketing is going to look like? How how can AI do more to help your campaigns out? And where where do you see the future of it going? Well, in the future, I think it's definitely a major enhancement to our marketing team. It's definitely an extension of what we're doing and will be applied to more and more conditions going forward. You know, right now we're just, you know, doing this as a test in a handful of conditions, but you know, six, eight weeks in, we're now like looking at, okay, where else are we going to apply this? So it will definitely scale into our other conditions and to our, our, our conditions are growing as well. Um, I think that we can maybe apply this to campaigns with different objectives. We haven't done that yet. 
So we do have a lot of um, traffic objectives and we have a major library of content that we want to publish and and put out there and, and drive traffic back. So I think it'll become almost like, a, if you will, another, you know, um, member of the My Health Team's uh, marketing staff mm-hmm. and be just a, a, you know, a critical component of what we're learning from it, how we apply that elsewhere and, you know, how we continue to scale this. That That's awesome to hear. And I, just just based off of what you were saying, using artificial intelligence for six to eight weeks, as a closing question, do you have any advice for companies that are looking to bring on artificial intelligence to their digital marketing teams? Like you said, have it be you know one member of the team. What advice would you give them to prepare to get ready to start driving campaigns through AI? I think just you know understanding your KPIs and your challenges, and really putting trust in in AI that you know. It really does apply best practices and really does follow, you know, a methodical approach on the back end. I know for me, you know, sometimes giving up that control is really difficult because, you know, it's critical that you're successful and you're measured based on your KPIs. So putting your trust in that AI and just, you know, allowing it to do what it's meant to do. Um, and then getting those learnings and just, you know, knowing where, you know, you may have to, you know, take a deeper look at things or knowing where, hey, that that is a, you know, fantastic learning that we had. I think just putting your trust in the process really is kind of my biggest piece of advice. You know, I'm, I was reluctant to give up, you know, the control of my campaigns because, you know, I've managed them for so long. So I think, you know, just trusting that process and that, you know, it's meant to enhance and give you the ability to scale. And it does just that. So, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure when you saw a moisturizer at first, you were kind of questioning, questioning, is this working? Does this make sense? Um, But yeah, I I agree. It's that trusting in the process and ensuring that um, you give it time to be successful. So Dawn, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the Growth Caffeine podcast. It's been awesome to have you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. And to all the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. See you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really hope you took some tangible points away from this conversation that you can begin to implement immediately into your marketing strategies. Also, make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode with the foremost marketing experts on the planet. This podcast was brought to you by Pixis One. We're an AI-led marketing cloud headquartered in San Francisco. With a robust portfolio of products, Pixis One enables brands to perfect their end-to-end marketing efforts using artificial intelligence. If you would like any more information on what we do, please visit our website, The link will be in the show notes below. Thank you all and see you in the next episode.